reading from the Gospel according to John, the tenth chapter, beginning with the eleventh verse. Jesus is speaking, saying, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me. Because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There are lots of ways to talk about this text. I could give you the encyclopedia of sheep herding and tell you all about the characteristics of sheep and all that they do and unfortunately all it would seem is that the text is about us. We could focus on the wolf. And talk about who the wolf is. The wolf, I think, is probably death. Anything that would come to us and separate us from the shepherd, separate us from God's fold. And still that would distract us from the true, the true subject of the text. Or I could take the opportunity to bewail against my colleagues who preach untruth. And for some folks, those are popular sermons they love to hear about bad preachers. And we could talk about people who are leading the church astray, even our own denomination. But then all we would do, even if we talked about those hired hands who don't really care for their churches, they're just in it for the money, we wouldn't see the true story. We would be distracted and wondering, who are these sheep Jesus is talking about? Who are these hired hands? Who is the wolf? And we would get distracted from the point of the story. I am the good shepherd. Being a shepherd is kind of lost on us in some ways. The closest thing we might could say to a shepherd is a manager, but managers, as some of us have learned through life, when it comes down to the bottom line, you're gone. A manager is concerned about bottom line economics, not the well-being of workers. We don't really have much to say about a shepherd because in large ways we don't know much about a shepherd. 
But we know about Jesus. He stands and says, I am the good shepherd. And he's responding to people who were called to lead God's people. People who were called to lead, but who had come to be standing against him because he healed a man who was born blind. And if we must know who the hired hands are, it's probably them. If we must know who the wolf is, it's probably destruction. And people who would leave someone in destruction. People who would give themselves over to the working of death in the world. To be destroyers and users and consumers of other people. But the point of the story is that Jesus is the good shepherd. And the point of the story is in some ways the way that he said it. You guys might have remembered or might remember hearing about a fellow named Moses. Anybody ever heard of Moses before? Moses is pretty popular in people in circles of people who follow the God of Israel. And for good reason, because Moses was a shepherd. Both literally and metaphorically, Moses was a shepherd. You see, one day Moses came across a man who was beating a man. And he stepped in and he stopped it and he killed the Egyptian. And somebody saw it. And Moses ran. He abandoned his post as a prince of Egypt, as the popular movie is titled, and ran to Midian. He ran and hid. And there he married a woman and went to work for his father-in-law as a shepherd. And it was while Moses was caring protecting, feeding, and watching over beings who couldn't do those things for himself, for themselves. While he was tending the sheep and feeding the sheep and caring for the sheep, God called him to go and get God's sheep out of Egypt. While Moses was being a shepherd, he was called to be a shepherd to Israel, to the Hebrew people, And God sent him to bring them out of Egypt. Moses had looked and he had seen a bush that appeared as if it was burning. We can imagine that in the last few months as we've watched our trees explode with fiery colors, right? And our shrubs explode with fiery colors. How Moses could look and see it and draw near to see how it appeared that it was burning and yet it was not burned up. And God spoke to Moses out of that bush and said, Moses, I've heard the cries of my people. Not cries of help to God, but cries because of their tormentors. God had heard of the misery of the people. The story does not say that they had relented of their own idolatries, that they had repented and turned to God. It does not say that they had gotten right with God and suddenly God could hear them. It says that even while they weren't paying attention to God, God heard them. And decided to send Moses to them. So he calls Moses and said, Moses, I will send you to lead my people. And of course, you know the story. Moses said, me? I'm a stutterer. And all those other things he said. Who will I tell them is sending me? Moses asked. When they say, who is it that sent you, Moses? What shall I say? And God said to Moses, tell them that I am that I am has sent you. Tell them that I am has sent you. 
And the shepherd Moses went. When Jesus stood up that day and said, I am the good shepherd, he was referring to himself using the name of God. The name that God gave Moses to assure the people that he was the one sent for them. And when Jesus says to us, I am the good shepherd, he is assuring us that he is the one that God sends. He is God. Come to find us who were lost. To find his sheep. The story is about Jesus. The words are about Jesus. The title is about Jesus. I am the good shepherd. Not just any shepherd, not just a shepherd like Moses, but one who will lead you from death to life. Because death comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's at the door. Jesus calls it a wolf. But I come, he says, that you might have life and have it to its fullness and in all of its beauty to lead you from death to life. It's not the last time. Moses was not the last time that God would appoint shepherds over the people. At one time, God led Moses to appoint judges, and they too led the people astray. And then God appointed kings, and they led the people astray. And God appointed prophets, and some of them would not speak the truth. To the point that one day, God said this through the heart of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, You shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the sheep. You have not strengthened the weak, you have not healed the sick, you have not bound up the injured, you have not brought back the strayed, you have not sought the lost. But with harshness you have ruled over them. And God goes on to say, that God will be the shepherd. That because the shepherds that God had appointed had failed, that God Himself would come to us to be our shepherd and lead us. In many Old Testament Bibles, that portion of Scripture is entitled the description of the Good Shepherd. When Jesus stood up in front of those people and said, I am the Good Shepherd, He was saying, I am the one that God has sent. I am God come to find you and lead you. I am your shepherd, the good shepherd. Not a shepherd who will run away when death threatens, but I am a shepherd who will stand at the gate and stand between you and death. And when it kills me, I will be raised and defeated. And since the resurrection, the church has heard these words entirely differently. I would imagine that before the resurrection, when that group of people heard Jesus say, I am the good shepherd, they didn't think much of it. But after they saw him alive, him calling himself, I am, mattered deeply to them. Because they realized that he was saying that he was God in the flesh, come to them as a shepherd. 
Not a shepherd who will run away. Not a shepherd who will be discouraged and give flight. Not a shepherd who will be afraid of death. But a shepherd who will stand in the face of it. Give himself to it and be raised. I lay down my life for the sheep, he says. We could talk about what it means for us to be sheep. We could wonder if God is insulting us by calling us sheep. We could wonder what is it that we need the good shepherd to give us. We could wonder what is it in us this for us. What's in this relationship for us? But what John is asserting is none of that matters. All that matters is that Jesus is the good shepherd. The one sent to bring us to life. And get this, dear ones. He knows you by name. He knows you. Not in the way that the Greeks talked about knowing and just seeing something and realizing that it was there and the, knowing the physical characteristics of something, but in the method of the word and knowing of the Hebrew people. Christ is in relationship with you. And as I told the children earlier, I don't think... There's a better drawing in the world of that relationship than this one. Not if you can see it. I want to make sure you see it. I don't think there's a better drawing of that relationship in the whole world than this drawing of the nail-scarred Christ holding the head of a sheep to himself. A lost sheep. A sheep that otherwise the wolf would have gotten. That's a drawing of you, dear ones. That's you that he's holding. And he's not going to let you go. No matter what comes against you, no matter what stands at the door of your life and growls and hisses and calls, he'll not run away. He's the good shepherd. He has already defeated the wolf. And He stands at the door of your life to hold you and keep you because He is the Good Shepherd. You are that sheep in that drawing. And you might say, nobody loves a sheep that much. i got a picture in my phone of Chuck holding a sheep in his chair. If y'all want to see it, you can see that somebody can love a sheep. Right, Chuck? That's you in that picture. That's who he's saying he is to you. The one who will hold you and comfort you and give you life even when it looks like death is all there is. That's who he is. He is love. He is mercy. He is grace. He is God. He is the living one. The firstborn from the dead. Who will raise us all up to new life. No matter what comes, we will not be abandoned. We face no adversary alone. 
He will not run away. He is the good shepherd. This text is not about us. About who we need to be to be included in His fold. This text is a reminder that He has come for us. To claim us as His own. Because He is the Good Shepherd. Amen. And amen.